Hey there, hope you are having an amazing day or night. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the benefits to working at a startup, so stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, let's get into it here. So deciding what type of company to work for is so important. We have large companies, we have medium-sized companies, startups, small businesses, the whole spectrum, right? And today we are specifically going to be talking about startups. So working for a startup certainly is not for everyone. (laughs) And it could be really, really great opportunity. So let's talk about it. I'm going to start with the pros. So number one, you really get to work on a variety of different projects and type of work. So because of that, you get greater career exposure. Um, so for example, when I was working for Fortune 10 companies, I had a very specific type of work I was doing. It was one of them was specifically hiring advertising sales folks. The other was specifically hiring go-to-market folks. So really big companies you kind of have a little bit of a silo, right? Whereas in a startup world, um, more often than not, I'm working on a little bit of everything. Generally, I'm hired for either tech or non-tech, right? So it's a tech role, that's one person, non-tech, usually me. Most recently, that wasn't even applicable. Like we literally worked on everything. And in the startup world, I've definitely have gotten to work on a lot more projects and made and had the opportunity to make a bigger impact. So I say all that to say for the right person, that variety of work is a really good thing. Number two, no red tape. Usually there's no clear tape. Usually there's just no tape. In the startup world, generally, if you have an idea, you propose it to others, they like it, they will tell you, cool, run with it and make it happen. In a Fortune 500 company, a project that takes, let's say, six to 12 months, you could easily get done in the startup world in a couple weeks. It just, it's so much more accelerated because you don't have to go through the formalities. It's just like, cool, does it cost a lot of money? No, it doesn't. Rock on, make it happen. And even if it costs a lot of money, it's like, is there a way we can do it cheaper and still do it, right? Because startups, most often, uh, the biggest conversation we have is around um, expenses. And I apologize, the lawn folks are in the background, so hopefully not too loud for you. Number three, stock options. Generally speaking, you get stock options when you start working at a startup. If the company does well, goes public, or is acquired, there is a huge potential to profit off of those stock options. Basically, it's kind of like monopoly money until one of those two things happen. The company either goes public or gets acquired. But if it does, again, huge upside and a lot of opportunity there. Number four, generally speaking, startups are going to be a lot more chill, more tech forward, a little bit more funner environment, that sort of thing. Number five, definitely a lot more flexibility where you work, how you work, when you work, that sort of thing. Number six, there is a lot of opportunity for growth. You can grow in your career very quickly in a startup. Number seven, there's a lot more opportunity to express your ideas. Oftentimes you're working in smaller teams, you're working closely with another person or other people, and you really get to have that opportunity to talk through more ideas, collaborate, get feedback, share feedback, that sort of thing. Number eight, opportunity to lead others generally uh, sooner than what you would at a Fortune 500 type of company, um, simply by the nature of the size of the company, right? So let's say I'm a recruiter. I'm the first recruiter a startup has ever had. I work there for a couple years 
years and then we grow enough where, okay, we need to hire a second recruiter. I'm probably going to lead that other recruiter. Not always, but more often than not, you can create those opportunities for yourself. Number nine, smaller teams. Um, For some of us, this is a really good thing. I am some of us. Some people like being part of a huge team. I prefer smaller teams simply because I feel like I can have more real conversations and make a bigger impact. Number 10, one of my favorites, less hierarchy and less structure. I'm not saying structure is bad. I am an OCD yeah, I, I love me some structure to create process and systems and workflows that make things easier. However, when we're talking about organizational structure, less layers, less hierarchy, kind of feeds into less tape, right? Or even no tape. Number 11, easier access to executive leadership. Um, Oftentimes, as you have less layers in your org chart, right, you have the opportunity to get more face time with senior level executives. And for some of us, this is a really great opportunity. It could be intimidating to others. However, in my experience, the executives that work at startups are a little bit more approachable (laughs) than some of the ones at some of the big companies. Not always, just sometimes. Number 12, make an impact and do it quickly. Oftentimes in a startup, you can come in, get to work, like immediately kind of hit the ground running sort of deal, get some quick wins, and then also jump into some cool projects that can make a big impact quickly. Again, less tape, less structure, less hierarchy, easier opportunity to kind of lead the way in terms of projects and initiatives. Number 13, you're not just a number. And that's a pretty big one in my opinion. Um, It's one of the reasons why I prefer to work at startups. I don't feel like just another cog in the wheel. I feel like I can actually do something and move something forward, make an impact, um, lead initiatives, and lead change. Number 14, you have the opportunity to really express your creative side. Um, Oftentimes there's a little bit more freedom and opportunity might be the best word to really get creative and work on stuff that maybe in some of those bigger companies, you just wouldn't have the opportunity or time. Uh, 15, we also usually have some pretty awesome perks. You know, back in the day when everybody was in the office all the time, you know, happy hour Thursdays with free beer and wine or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, But also in the startup world, oftentimes try and be as as inclusive as possible. So mat leave, pat leave, um, adoption, um, stipends, uh, things of that nature. So a little bit more outside the box type of benefits and perks to really focus on someone's overall well-being as a human um, versus just offering, you know, health insurance dental, things like that. Number 16, you get to learn to be really resourceful. When your resources are limited, you naturally gravitate towards finding solutions that can allow you to be more resourceful and use what you have or find a cheaper or free way of doing things. And number 17, generally speaking, there is some pretty generous compensation packages. Oftentimes, you're going to have your base plus stock options or even base and bonus plus stock options. And more often than not, unless you're like series A startup or pre-funding startup, the compensation is going to be competitive. All right, so those were the pros. Let's talk about some of the cons of working at a startup. Number one, it is less stable. Um, I think we'd be fooling ourselves to think that it's super stable, but also as someone who was working in Fortune 500 companies when COVID hit, and also at a startup in the most recent like economic 
uncertainty period that we went through, I was laid off both times. So while there's a little bit less stability in the startup world, instability can be found in every organization depending on how those leaders are hiring and that future vision. Number two, not every startup makes it, right? Like it would be super amazing if every company that was started was successful and went on to do great things and make a ton of money, but that is not a reality. So sometimes startups go out of business, can't raise another round of funding, or run out of money, right? And then you're going to be finding yourself looking for a new job. Number three, your bonus or benefits might be less. So oftentimes there's really cool perks, as we talked about in the pros, and less often for it to be consistent as far as offering bonus. Some startups do, but then some don't. And then sometimes benefits, a lot of them try and give like free healthcare and things like that to be competitive. But sometimes those um, like co-pays and weekly or monthly insurance rates might be slightly higher. Number four, heavy workload. Let's let's not even lie about it, right? Like less people, a lot of work to do. You wear many hats, aka you're going to work your ass up. <laughs> I, I ain't even going to lie to you. <laughs> Number five, everybody's busy for that exact same reason, right? But also, you know, if I can add a, a positive twist to that, oftentimes it's a really good busy. It's like everybody's buzzing busy and like excited busy versus like fuck this busy because there is a difference. Number six, you might have to do work you're not super jazzed about. Oftentimes when we're in a startup, we're wearing many hats and with that comes stuff we might not want to do. Number seven, the lack of structure. If you are a person who needs structure and hierarchy and all of the things that we can't do that for you at a startup. <laughs> can't even lie. The flip side of that is for the right person. Building the process, the foundation, all that stuff can be really exciting. Uh, number eight, generally more hours. It is what it is. And number nine, less resources. You may not get access to the best enterprise level software, right? Instead of using, you know, a, I don't know, insanely expensive ATS if you're a recruiter, you might have maybe a very affordable option. Uh, that's probably not the best example, but you, you get where I'm going with that. <laughs> I say that's probably not the best example because most of the startups I've worked at have had really good uh, ATS systems. So anyway, you get my point. All right. Well, I hope that was helpful, valuable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here listening to the show. I appreciate you. If you're looking for some more information, podcast directory, other episodes to listen to, check out stephdennis.com. You can support the show, of course, by listening, sharing with a friend, monetarily, PayPal and Anchor. Those links are below. If you have a minute, leave a rating and or review. Really does help others find us. You can find me on the socials, stephdennis13, Instagram and TikTok, and then Career Talk Podcast on Instagram. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so fantastic and so wonderful. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye-bye.